You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, a Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Gragthar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US. And I'm Katie, Clanker, <laughs> Clanker Goblin Rester Shaman on Earth and Ring US. Wow, I got practice. I know, my goodness. I just, I almost fumbled it. I mean, I did, but it was almost you did. worse. You, you, did. You, you recovered the fumble and still got it back. The play is ongoing. So. <laughs> this is. Episode number 148 today is June 1st, 2022. And I know we haven't been around much. Life has gotten in the way. Yes. You know, we're not dead. If you check our corpse, you'll if you have engineering goggles, you'll see that there's a little bit of inconsistencies there. And uh, yeah, it would seem that maybe we uh, we faked our death and moved on. You but- know. Hold on. That, that actually presents an interesting question for our readers. What the heck do you think you would loot off of us? I'm just throwing that, that out question. there. I'm just throwing that out there. I want to see if anyone's <laughs> going to answer that question. What would be on Katie's corpse? Definitely a slap rock from Kazan, but well, double points for anything else. One thing you might loot from us is uh, <laughs> the novel Sylvanas by Christy Golden. That <laughs> was a we, smooth transition. Sorry. We both have copies of that. It's very and, true. Uh, We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about a lot of stuff because uh, patch 9.2.5 just came out. Um, so we'll get to that at some point. Uh, we want to talk about the Sylvanas book. Is, you know, we, we have that. Um, also, since we last recorded, I think we, we haven't actually talked since like, Dragonflight was announced. So, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's the case. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, which you know, it, you know, it's good. Life, life is keeping us busy. I mean, you, well, you not so much you. You've been sick. I feel bad for you there. I hope you're feeling better now. <laughs> I am. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, real, real quickly, I guess let's let's talk to it. There's two things happening. One is Diablo Immortal came out today on mobile, tomorrow on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and two uh, was it ArcLight Rumble was announced, yes. which I didn't realize. If you call it Warcraft ArcLight Rumble, then it abbreviates to War. war. That was mm-hmm. very clever on their part. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was uh, that was something that I didn't notice right away, but I once I I saw the like the lettering, I was just like, oh, that that was smart on the Warcraft IP. I'm like, oh man, somebody whoever came up with the name needs a raise. That was that was good. That was oh. golf clap. It was a bad <laughs> one. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on Diablo Immortal or? Uh... Arclight Rumble that you want to share? Yeah, so I'm super jazzed to play Diablo Immortal. I haven't yet. Um, a couple of friends of, of mine uh, and myself are going to play it on Friday. So I've been trying to not jump in, which is very tough um, because I I actually love the Diablo universe quite a bit. Um, I'm not very good at the lore of Diablo. I tried once. I own all of the books. I have never gotten through all of them successfully. Uh 
that aside, my point is I love the universe and so I'm really excited about the mobile game. I know that there's a lot of mixed feelings and reviews about it right now, but it's it seems that it's either one of two camps, like people really love it. They're like, wow, this is a really great game. Or people are like, either it crashes or it didn't load or they don't like the microtransactions. And I'm like, but that's not the gameplay exactly. But anyway. well, if you, also, if you don't like the microtransactions, then like don't play because it's not like you spent any money on it. Right. Well, and you can free to play the game. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of mobile games have pay structures like they, they kind of have to because you put a lot of money into them. And then, you know, if they're free for you to try out uh, Genshin Impact is one of these. Right. Like you could be a completely free to play player. It just takes longer for you to accumulate things. So people are getting really bent out of shape about this and i'm kind of like you guys diablo 4 is coming out at some point like come on guys like don't don't get so bent out of shape over a mobile game just be happy your ip has more content like that's cool like you should be happy about that well yeah well, well the other thing too is it's like let's let's assume for a minute that we live in a world where diablo mortal didn't exist at all i don't think there's any guarantee that like oh we'd be getting diablo 4 right now like right. that the the no. d- development behind Diablo Four has been completely separate from what's going on with Immortal, and dare I say that we probably would have had Immortal sooner if not for the re- reception of BlizzCon only because like clearly they took that reception and they said well we have to go put this on a PC port and then that's what they spent the interim time doing um, because yeah once once they announced that it's like oh it's coming to PC I'm like everything makes sense now now I see why we've heard like nothing because there were reports like oh the game's like really close to being done and it's like well if that's the case. Why is there silence? And now it's like, oh, no, they basically, like, decided that day, like, develop it from scratch. So, Ooh. awesome. Yeah, I, I really hope that um, the the team continues to get good good feedback, not just, like, super harsh critical feedback. I, you need both, but I feel like a lot of people that leave some of that critical feedback are very jaded, and it's like you didn't actually give it a fair shake. Uh, but we'll see. I'm very excited to play it. Like, no matter what happens, it could co- totally, like, brick my phone. I'd be like, ah, oh, Diablo Immortal. I can't wait. Someday I'll play you. I'll admit that's what I'm worried about is I've got I, I have so many podcasts on my phone that I'm always, like, <laughs> fighting for storage. And it's just like I don't have room to to play this on my phone. So I I need a I need another phone just for this. <laughs> or you need a separate phone just for podcasts. Also true. Also you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long live yeah, the iPod. Yeah. Yeah, they just recently discontinued, if I'm not mistaken. It did. It did. And I am. Okay. So for everyone out there, this is how old school Katie is. I still have an iPod. I bought one in like 2015, I think. Because uh, I personally love having my music separate from my device. I do not like having it on my phone. Um, so I'm still carrying around an iPod and I'm like, yeah, this is great. People are like, what are you back in middle school? I'm like, pretty much. <laughs> um, but when you have, wow. I, th- I think, over 32 gigabytes worth of songs, you need somewhere to put it. And I do not want to go through YouTube anyway. So I was sad. That was the long iPod before. came out. The first iPod, first generation iPod came out while i was at my first job after college so not not middle school for me (laughs) no i think it was late middle school because i remember my friend running up still not much of a difference from my perspective (laughs) i know but he was running up to me i think he had a gigabyte 
and that was a big Ooh, deal. That would have back right? in the day that would have been huge. Yeah, one of the big brick ones. How, like, oh, how are you ever going to get enough songs to fill up a gigabyte? Like seriously. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my goodness, how times have changed. I had a uh, nano, and my nano died in fire. So, uh, you know, that was I remember. Fun. I remember looking really closely at getting an iPod touch. I was like, oh, that looks really good. And then, then like now, now we just all have smartphones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, this is not a technology podcast. Oops. Um, oh, uh, so let's move on. Uh, something a little more tangentially related to what we talk about. Um, I was paying very close attention. I was ready for like a full hour presentation about Arclight Rumble. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to clear my afternoon calendar. I'm going to be ready to go. I've, I, you know, I had the Wow Talk team. I was like on call. I was like, if this is if this is big, like we're going to record a podcast tonight. And <laughs> they, they gave us a seven seven minute presentation. I enjoyed this the presentation. I had great energy. I liked mm-hmm. the little, uh, what was it? The, the chaos, chaos counter. Yes, the chaos counter. Yep. I thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, like I was like, oh, like is there any kind of lore here that we're going to have to worry about from like a lore perspective? And it does it does not seem so. It seems like. In the same way, like we kind of tangentially sometimes talk about Hearthstone lore, or like I'll pay attention to Hearthstone lore only because I play that game. Um, although even then, like they keep, you know, they kind of come in and come out when it makes sense for them. Uh, I, they just had uh, let the Phelan Book of Heroes go up today, so I have to look at that. That seems see that's interesting to me because Phelan is a druid, but he's a Nightborn. Yes, right. So right. So like, wait a minute. There's a Nightborn druid, and I know that they did say that like all the classes are going to be getting uh, all the all the races are getting all the classes at some point that they're working towards that. So like eventually we are going to have nightborn druids. I want to have goblin druids. We are going to have goblin druids. I know. I want the boom chicken to be one of those like really long neck chickens from Kazan. <laughs> that would be amazing. They have to do that. Sorry, <clears throat> I've, See, that- I've thought about this. I've drawn pictures of what I think all the forms would <laughs> look like. Oh, I have. They're probably pretty terrible, but. I have done extensive, I put an extensive thought into this as most goblin things. Well, see, that's the problem is like, (laughs) that's why we're getting, we're getting Tauren rogues like first, because all you have to do like, is just say like a Tauren can be a rogue and like, okay, Tauren can wear leather armor anyway, Mm -hmm. because some class, actually as a hunter, I started out wearing leather armor. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Although if you think about it, that's a little bit weird. What's what's leather made out of for a Tauren? Well, I mean, they yeah. use hides of a lot of things. So, they do use a lot like, of different like hides. Like Kodo so. hide and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It doesn't fair. have to be um, bovine in nature, <laughs> I hope. But, uh, no, but but like for the druids, in, especially the druids, the druids are going to be the last class that we get for all races just because of the amount of effort they have to put into. Like every class needs updated artwork. Uh, to a lesser degree, same thing for shaman mm-hmm. with their totems like every every race is going to need special totems and stuff yeah because uh, I, I mean they're not just going to go like okay like everybody just gets like generic totem like no 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 they're they're gonna you know, they're gonna they're gonna put their effort into it i so. think almost every class can be ish um, or not every class almost every race can be maybe not i think a lot of them mm, can now it's like dwarf yeah. mages so. it's fine real quickly off, off topic i want to highlight a post on reddit real quickly okay by user gerbil oh he, he said the horde is run by the horde council and the forsaken have established a new desolate council as well bane should resign and the torrent should form a council oh no oh no that was so bad <laughs> i didn't even see it coming oh my gosh I'm- i i had to share that that was that was too good but anyway 
anyway, getting getting back to uh, what we were actually talking about. Um, no, like so, so like the druids are coming eventually. It's going to take a while for them to get to them. And I, as I said, I think the shaman paladin to a lesser degree because they all have their unique charger. Um, and, and obviously those are three of the classes that have yet to come over. But uh, what is it? We're getting. Uh, we're getting what rogues? I th- are we getting? We're getting mages and warlocks. I think. Or did we? Are not getting warlocks yet? I thought we were getting think- warlocks, and I don't know about mages. Because I mean, warlocks makes the most sense. It's like any any race. Could be, that, you know, you know, you, you just need some unscrupulous fellow to be like, yeah, let me make a deal for power. Yeah. Right. Shrug. Like you think so? Come and on. especially too, if if you look at what they're doing now with the. The dark, the dark ranger. Yeah, the dark ranger skins. Which I did the quest for that, and we'll talk about that another time. Um, but like, just getting it actually, like, do, doing the quest was awesome. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, like now, how do I actually get the the stuff here? Because I wanted to oh. use the of Lordaeron title on my undead rogue, but apparently, you the uh, the title doesn't actually transfer it over your account. Or something like I don't know like he doesn't have access oh. to the title I don't know if that's bugged or I got to look into that but then also like I'm like okay well I have a blood elf warlock so how do I get her looking like a dark ranger well she can't because one you it's have to buy the hunter you have yeah. to buy the hunter gear at the hunter lodge so only hunters can actually use the hunter gear that makes sense but any hunter can use that so I can actually have my tauren dressed up like a dark ranger which is funny um but then you go to the barber as your, your blood elf. And that's where you get the actual customizations. Mm-hmm. Like basically there's like an extra customization now where you get the pale skin and the red eyes. And I'm like legitimately conflicted. Like, do I want like a, like a, a normal looking blood elf with green eyes or do I want my warlock to look super undead and super awesome with the oh. blaring red eyes. And I'm like, I, d- I don't know what to do. Is it, they both look really cool. That is, that yeah. actually is a cool choice. I thought that only, uh, for some reason, I thought only hunters could have like hunter elves could have the <clears throat> the skin. Like I didn't know if uh, warlocks could have the dark ranger no, it's skin. Just all me. all blood elves get the skin. Mm. So like you can run around for looking not just like elves. elves in general. I mean, yeah, actually that's right. No, it's, it's true. It is all elves because also nightborn. Actually, I don't know about nightborn, but I know the I know, night elves yeah. get it I, and I the void elves I, get it. The nightborn have to get it. How could you leave? It, how could you give it to the the night elves but leave the nightborn out? Well, they do. Because hmm. I was gonna say the Nightborn uh, don't share a similar facial model. I don't think, or do mm. they? With the um, I don't. So I was trying I to. I, I don't know. I was. I don't, trying to remember. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't recall seeing them in the. I don't in either. The, the, the literature that I've read, but that does that doesn't mean anything. So yeah, we'll see. I, I have. I have to go yeah. check. I, I don't. For some reason, I thought that they were excluded from this, but. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense lore-wise why they would be necessarily. Well, none of this makes any sense lore-wise because all oh, of a sudden yeah. it's like, yeah, my 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 cheerful green-eyed warlock of fourteen years now all of a sudden can be like undead with red eyes. Like <laughs> it just feels cool. Okay, um, it does. It, it no, it looks very cool. It looks very cool. But if you can do that, then like you know, as far as like these, the, you know, whatever various other customizations they may want to introduce in the future. Like they're setting a, a, a precedent now that it's like, okay, um, and I forget what, what specific sub race we were talking about a moment ago, but because I did go down this tangent for a reason, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but like anything, like anything is in play at some point, like they can go and, you know, if, if you have a specific, you know, if you have a specific subclass subgroup that like, oh, I want disappearance, mm-hmm. they will make it just for that race, just for that class. And even then, you know, a little bit broader than that. I mean, it, it I can see why, obviously, like the, the the blood elf 
skin customizations, like, yeah, that wouldn't really work for a Torin because you don't right. see like a, a kind of a pale gray Torin with red eyes too much. Um, so I can see why that's like racially restricted, but yeah, like, you know, you get this class-based armor that any member of the class can use. Um, yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad that they're opening up to what, what I'd say a lot of like traditional RP roles have been. So like people have been role-playing a lot of these things, uh, a lot of these races or combinations for a long time, uh, even if they couldn't actually be those either class combinations or um, I'm thinking of the, is it Drakthir, I think, for the, the dragon, yeah. um, the new dragon race, which if anyone has been in the RP community, you probably know that that was, and still I think is, very popular. Um, sometimes you, you walk through town and you're like, oh, she's so stunningly beautiful and amazing. And you're like, oh boy, you scroll through every single one of the dragon people and you're like, oh, well, I guess they're all stunningly beautiful and amazing. Except they're Torin. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, if you were a dragon person and you could choose what you wanted to look like, like, why would you be like, no, I'll be that schlubby guy over there? I mean, why not? Because then you'd, you'd be good disguised because you would not expect it. Be, I'll, 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 I'll be a dragon, but I'm going to have a, a body for podcasting. I mean, maybe it's a dragon that likes to podcast. You don't know. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see a lot of the customizations come out for people. Uh, it's also just nice because it makes the world feel more full. I guess yes. if that makes sense. So I'm just waiting for that moment when everybody logs in after the patch, and they, the, the patch where they can finally create the Drakthir, and you just go to like Orgrimmar for whatever reason, Dragons. and there's just dragon people all over the place. You're like, what? Like what? It's like Pandaria when there are pandas everywhere. Pandas, pandas, right. pandas, pandas. Right. They were everywhere on every surface. I was like, if I ever see a panda again. Now they're pretty rare, actually, which is. Well, no. Or what it was is uh, at the beginning of Legion with the demon hunters. Oh, God. Yep. Them and too. I, and, I re- and I remember being so irritated because I was waiting for my collector's edition. So I didn't have access to the demon hunters. And so everybody else is running around on the demon hunter. And I'm like, I'm just, you know. I'm on my, my, I think it was on my death net at the time or whatever. One of my, like, my like third or fourth alt or whatever. And I'm just like, I can't, can't be a demon hunter. <laughs> How dare. Yeah. But, so anyway, Arclight Rumble. Thoughts? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I really like the energy coming off of it. I'm really excited to kind of see where they go with that. Like the, it has a lot of that hearthstone energy that I love so much. Like. The, the chaos counter really kind of sold it for me. Also, just it, it felt silly and lighthearted, but also, I don't know. It, it looks like it's going to be fun. I, I don't know. But I, also, if they come out with miniatures, then I'm going to be sunk because I'm going to uh, buy them all. You know, this is one of those things that, like, to me watching, I think to most people watching, it's like, oh, like, they have to do the miniatures now. Like, they set this up, like, they'll sell, like, gangbusters. And even then, they, they were putting out some of those figures. There was, like, the one... Like they had a horde grunt and the alliance, uh, like foot soldier that kind of looked like they're in that style. They, they looked they, like they, they were in the mega block style almost. Yeah, is what it reminded me of. And 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 so it's like they have to be working to get, like put some of these figures out because that was the like that was the one thing to me. I was it. I, I know uh, Scott Johnson on the instance always used to talk about like Blizzmebos. Oh, it's like, I want them. Exactly. Like that, that seems like, you know, I don't know if you need to build a little portal or whatever, like that, that interface seems to have sailed, but I was going to say they did do one amiibo and that was the, um, little Diablo amiibo. Yes. 
I got yes. one of those. I have it. It's like yes. the only one I have, but well, I actually have like three amiibos, but I, I would love to see if they make physical figures. I'd love to see them actually do something. Um, I don't know what they would be able to have them do, but I have a lot of um, I have a lot of collectibles. And I'm like, I, I like it when they do other things like amiibos. You're like, ta-da, it did something kind of. <sighs> Can they do your chores? I wish. <laughs> do you know how many Skylanders figures I used to have? My chores would be done in no time. <sighs> oh, well. But yeah, I think that this uh, opens up a, a new opportunity for them to kind of explore different spaces. Um, I don't know. And I'm, I'm all for uh, a lighthearted game that it seems like it's they're not. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. But it yeah, doesn't we'll see. Say, it doesn't seem like the, the gameplay is going to be super deep necessarily. But I don't know. No. My only question is, like, I got into Hearthstone Mercenaries for mm-hmm. a few, for like a good solid month, six weeks. And then I was like, okay, I need to step back because, like, the rest of my life is suffering because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> not, that I, not that I was playing it that much, but, like, still, like, you know, when you have no time, like, in a half hour a day makes a difference. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like. Like functionally, like okay, it's a game where you collect heroes and you level them up, and then you you play them in a party kind of system, and and you're you're fighting against stuff. It feels similar to mercenaries, at least from a, maybe from a very high level. I mean, at a high enough level, all games are the same. Yeah. But but like okay, like if I I had my like character collector where I'm, I'm you know I collect the characters, I level them up, and then I I, I use them. How is this? different and I, I i it has to be different because i can't imagine that like you know like the higher ups would be like oh hey like we've got this mobile game in development and then we just came up with this mode in hearthstone and they're very similar and then like like you know they can't be stepping on each other's corner too much but i guess i, I guess i have to play it i know it's what they call it what tower offense and mm-hmm, like mercenaries mm-hmm. is just kind of a straight like party versus party kind of thing so yeah it, they're, they're probably not but yeah i think they scratched some of the same parts of the same itch I think so. Like, I haven't seen a tower. I've seen tower offense, kind of, but this looks interesting at a lot of different levels. I don't know. It like just watching some of the game footage, it feels different than any of the tower offense or defense games that I've played. So I'm excited to jump into it and kind of see what it's about. Because like initially, I wasn't that excited, and then I totally got hyped up by the end of the trailer, which is interesting. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, I don't know, I might not check this out. And then they were like, hey, here's all this stuff. I'm like, they also have goblins in there, so now I have to. I am obligated. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, all right, let's go ahead at this point. I think that kind of wraps up our what we've been, that isn't actually what we've been doing. But I feel like <laughs> that's what we've been doing. But I know we've both been busy, busy. like, we, you know, I haven't been playing as much of the game as I'd like. I know you haven't been playing as much of the game as you'd like. Ooh, wish. Um, and, uh, so let's, uh, we did get an email, uh, after our last, well, I should say after my last episode, I think this came from, I'm not, you know, actually, in honesty, I, I don't remember when this came. It's been so long, Oh no! Um, but I know it's just been sitting in my inbox. Like the next time we record, I have to talk about this. Um, but previously I had mentioned, uh, Dracoris and, uh, subsequently Discordian Kitty's theory about, uh, the Primus being the true villain of Shadowlands and how I would, originally I was very much like, eh, okay, that'd be cool, but they're not going to do it. And then like the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this theory is amazing. And I really want it to be true. 
And then uh, we got an email from uh, Scott Myers. Uh, he said, I'm go going to put a huge wrench in this theory right now, and I'm somewhat sorry to do it. Proof that the Primus is not and never will be a villain is the mere fact that the Sword of the Primus title exists for players. A title that is the final title of a whole covenant system where you've done nothing but help the man out. Blizzard is never given a title players who assume it's meaning one way only to reverse said meaning, like giving someone a friend of Garrosh title in TBC or something like that only to reverse it come MOP. That's very fair. I'll point that out. Uh, Sword of the Primus is meant to be worn as a badge of honor. Blizzard would never tarnish that for the player base by suddenly devaluing it. It's a nice theory, but I feel it's one that's easily debunked, Scott. So thank you for the email, Scott. Uh, yes, I'd say that's a very valid point um, that the Sword of the Primus title uh, would take on a different meaning if uh, he was the villain. Although I wonder if we, how we saw that you could remain a Sylvanas loyalist. Yeah. Maybe you could be a Primus loyalist if you wanted to. Well, I, I was trying to think because I'm like, for some reason, I'm like, I feel like there's got to be a contradiction to this rule, uh, which is terrible because I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, well, you're wrong because that's not that is not how I feel about this. But um, he he is interesting. He is right that uh, a lot of the titles like they don't necessarily commit you one way or the other. I don't know that we have a lot of because I was trying to think if we had any titles that are like villainous, and I know that we have PvP titles like the Bloodthirsty or whatever, but I don't think we have any that have been a bait and switch like that. So he's he's probably he's right on that account. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think the Primus is evil, but well, if if they were, then you could also be like, oh, that's just you know, Pride of the Covenant or whatever, you know, instead well, of. Sort of the premise. We haven't had any evil titles necessarily, yeah. but you could run around wearing Nizoth's eye on your head. Yes. Um, it's not really no, a bait and switch, though. You know what you're getting into. No, you're you like, know yeah, exactly. You know you you're getting the into. I mean, I mean, or no? <laughs> there is a certain part of the player base, especially with the horde, um, that you know does want to play evil. Yes. Um, and you know, and it's one of the arguments I think for a third faction because you don't have room. You know, the alliance and the horde are both good guys. In their own right, although it seems the horde keeps kind of getting drugged into doing, you know, less than honorable stuff, and then we have to deal with that. But yeah, uh, it, I, I, you know, I, I think there'd be room where it's like, oh, hey, the Primus turned out to be the bad guy. Well, I will gladly wear my sort of the Primus title, and you know, that you know, kind of stick it to the man kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I can also see like, oh no, like I'm, I'm, you know, you go through, you're like, oh, the Primus is a super cool character, and then he turns out to be bad, and then you're like. Oh, now I can't wear my sort of the Primus title. Like, oh, you know, I like mean, why do I wait? But you know, but if, if that's the case, like then you can go join another covenant, get a title there, and be like, what is it, like the Hand of the Archon or something? Well, I was um, gonna say it's kind of like, and th this isn't exactly the same, so take it with a grain of salt. But it's like having the of Lordaeron title, right? Like after Sylvanas went through and did all this bad stuff, you're like, oh, do I want to be associated with Undercity? Actually, oh. it's uh, of Undercity, I believe. Uh, and well, there's, there's been a lot of stuff happening in there. Uh, the, the of Lord on title, I think is very specifically not associated with Sylvanas. Like, right. Well, more, I meant the, the Undercity title, which is yeah, not, yeah. it's not associated with Sylvanas. Oh, oh you're talking, oh, you're talking like the old Undercity title that you yes. could get from the Argent tournament. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Cause that's the thing they announced the of Lord on title. I'm like, doesn't that exist already? Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. I had to think about that again. Like, no, actually it doesn't. So. Yes. No. So I meant the of Undercity one. Um, which, again, is, is not like a one-for-one one the same, but I could also see, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, after Sylvanas burned down the tree and all this stuff, you're like, mm, 
maybe I don't want to be associated with Undercity right now because it's kind of in hot water and then it gets blown up and, you know, lots of stuff happens in Lordaeron. Um, but yeah, it's not the same in, in that way. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I could see them. I could see them doing it for a narrative bait and switch, but I don't feel like it's been set up for such a thing yet. But, but- that's the kind of thing, though, like, as I said, we, we see what the Sylvanas loyalists, um, we see what the Nazoth loyalists, for lack of a better word, um, where, like, especially as they loosen the, like, the, the, the sort of faction requirements or, like, the faction loyalty aspect of the game. Uh, and we're seeing that now with the cross-faction rating, which I'm yes. super excited to check out, and I can't believe it's live already. Yeah. I'm totally not ready for it. But I think if, you know if they can reduce sort of our reliance on our factions and like, yeah, you still have to go to Orgrimmar for all your stuff because that's where you go kind of thing. But you know what? Like let, like give players the choice, like to join an ostensibly, you know, join a, a, a bad guy, a known bad guy. Um, you know, like you kind of got that with Sylvanas a little bit, but even then, like it was like, it wasn't so much like I'm going to join Sylvanas because she's evil. A lot of this was, I'm going to join Sylvanas because I trust her. I mean, yes, there were people that were like, no, I think she's evil and I'm joining her because that's, that, that was like their only outlet for that in the game. <laughs> but I think a lot of people were also loyal to her because they didn't, un- without knowing her motivations, like, no, she's got a reason for this. I trust her. I'm sure she didn't just burn the tree just because she was cold on a night hanging out in Darkshore that, you know, she, you know, that she has a reason for everything. And you know, so out of that, like you become a Sylvanas loyalist, not because you're like, you know, you're looking to be like, you know, kind of like a rebel or you want to, you know, you like playing the bad guy. Like there, you're just like, no, like I, I like this character. I want to stay loyal to this character. I feel like this character has always been, you know, on the right side of history and always, you know, been, been, you know, fighting for the little guy. And then, you know, and then, and, and, you know, now we, we, you know, now that we have the Sylvanas book, we could talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I'd love it if like they started saying like, "Oh, hey, you know what? Like, you know, Magatha Grim Totem is going to show up, and you know, hey, are you a Torin? Do you want to pledge allegiance to her? You don't want to because she's terrible and I hate her. But maybe, you, <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you do. And she's really annoying. Yeah, I, I, I do like the the I do like the friend of Garrosh title. Like, give you know, because that's the thing. Like, I, I I would probably have, have you know maybe been a Garrosh loyalist back in the day because I. But even then, like, yeah, he, again, it's a thing where it's not that I wanted to be like the bad guy, like, like in Garrosh, like I, 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 you know, I could respect the way he was running the horde, I guess is what I'd say, hmm. which maybe is a, you know, a not, not, you no, know, but then again, like Garrosh, like the Torrin. So like as a Torrin perspective, you could look at it one way as a troll. I think it's a, a bit yeah. harder for you to find that the positive, uh, the positive spin for supporting Garrosh. I think anyone that is an orc or Torin has a hard time putting a positive spin on anything Garrosh because Garrosh is a giant butt face. Yes. Other races. Sorry. Other races. I, thought, <clears throat> I thought that that was implied and I was like, oh, I just realized I'm like, he's a butt face. People are like, well, okay. And I was like, ah, because he's mean to people. Also, he's <laughs> he's just a butt face to be a butt face. But that's fine. Ugh. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. <laughs> so, so much more. <laughs> Yeah. So at this point, as we kind of alluded to, let's get into the Sylvanas book a little bit here. Um, we're just going to talk about like the first half or so, I guess, of it at this point. And then we'll, we'll, we'll do the rest next time. Um, Cause to me, 
Like the, the book starts out, and I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're the last people covering this book because it's Probably. been out for so long. Um, and I and, and it went from me like catching up to be ready to record, you know, to have it done ready, be done reading it so we could record it. And then now I'm like, I don't even remember what I read because I read it so quickly. Oh, um, no. But <laughs> no, but like to me, it really, if like it felt like two books in the sense that like the first part of the book being all about Sylvanas's life as a windrunner daughter um you had her, her you know like the main characters of this part are basically her father um uh, verath her mother larissa who's the ranger general uh Alaria, who's being uh, groomed to be the next ranger general uh you know then you got sylvanas and then you have verissa who's a younger kid sister and then you have Lirath, who's the baby the the the, the, the boy of the group so he's doted on by all his older sisters mm-hmm. um little lord's son Little Lord Son, yes. And it's like I was just enjoying like this this little tale of like Sylvanas and her family. Like I would I would have been fine if the entire book was just like, you know, Silver Moon and the the politics of Silver Moon as seen through Sylvanas's eyes, watching her father navigate the you know the political landscape that could have been you know, a whole her, Netflix show. It, just saying, it could have been. It could have been. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, like you know, you, you know, you get political intrigue here. You've mm-hmm. got you know because you got Kalethos showing up. Um, you have uh, I think Anisterion shows up, right? Yep. Or not a, yeah. Um, you know, so you, you have all the all the various characters, uh, you know that we know from you know like like Warcraft lore, like you know the the hierarchy, the the uh, the, the kingdom there, mm-hmm. like they're involved. Uh, you get, you know, some of the, the uh, you get Lorthamar showing up at some point. Yes. Was it Lorthamar and Haldoran? Was it her, the, the two of them hanging out with Sylvanas together? Um, you know, you get the intro- introduction of Nathanos at one point where he oh, starts showing up. I was excited. It, Go ahead. It, 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 I mean, all of this, like, yeah, just, I just wanted to stay in that world. And, like, when it finally got to the part where, you know, like, oh, you know, where, uh, you know, the the scourge is starting to attack they're getting reports mm-hmm. of the scourge coming in and then sylvanas like goes to the you know to the windrunner village and Electric she sees slide. What, <laughs> sorry well even before that when she sees her brother she sees oh, you know she, she, well that was before does, the scourge wasn't it i thought that that was the um oh you're right you're so, right that, you're right that was before the scourge that, that was, was the orcs you're yeah, right the you're orcs right. yes yep. yes it was when they're when they're getting the, the reports of the orcs coming in mm-hmm. and like even I guess even before that, even before that, like you, there's that one scene where they're having like the family picnic, and it's Sylvanas and her sisters and her brother and her parents, and it's like you could just tell because I think what Illyria was leaving after that to mm-hmm. to go off and do whatever you, she wanted to do. So you she knew wasn't that date. was the big and and yeah and like you could, yeah it's it's kind of like you know you know like when you know your family gets together and like the oldest is going off to college or whatever. And you're like, okay, like this is the last Christmas where everybody's going to be home. And then like next year, maybe we'll all be coming back, but maybe not, you know, you don't know. And, and I mean, and the book, you know, in Christy Golden's credit. I mean, she plays it that way in the book where it's like everybody, you know, like everybody's together and happy, but it's like, this is, this is it. This is the, the climax of like this little happy time. And it's, it's just, I don't know. It, I just really liked that part of the, I wanted that to go on. I did not want Sylvanas to like age out of that. I wanted more of young. I mean, how old is she? But anyway, you you have a question. Go or oh, you want to say something. No, I was just going to say it's, Um, I liken this to watching the movie Titanic 
where I like to watch only the first half because it's happy. And you're like, oh, this is it's a good movie. It's fun. It's lighthearted. There's music and people falling in love and all of that stuff. Right. When you get to the halfway point, it only falls apart from there. And you're like, then Literally. I then, then you're just like, I, I feel like I want to cry today. I'm like, said me never. Uh, so it, I feel like this book very much has that same feeling where the first half feels like the part that you want to experience over and over. And then the second half is just pure pain because you've grown to care for this character or at least come to see her perspective in a way that's very personal. Uh, and then you're like, now I'm going to watch this poor character go through all kinds of pain and not find any reprieve. It's just truly going to continuously go downhill. Uh, and I mean, because because we know Sylvanas's journey from becoming a banshee to where she is today has been very rocky and largely downhill, like, or I guess uphill. I don't know. It, it, it hasn't been easy for her, and I don't think she's caught many breaks. I think the one break she did catch uh, is when um, they take Nathanos's cousin's body and they, like, put Nathanos into his cousin's body, which was really dark. But then she's like, ah, oh, Nathanos, like, kind of gets... I don't know, resurrected in a way, which I think that's one of the few things that brought her any amount of joy in her life. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, well even then, I do like how, like, when they introduce Nathanos and he just hit, like casually mentions, like, oh, yeah, I have a cousin. And it's just like, oh, like that, oh, yeah. that guy. Like, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's just, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's just Stephen. mention him. Stefan. Stefan, yes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I know his name. Yes. Um, I don't think it's Stefan Marius, well, but anyway. Well, speaking of names, uh, I do find it interesting that when you look at the four Windrunner kids, that Illyria was named after her grandmother intended to keep the family lineage going on. Mm -hmm. Lirath and Verisa are just portmanteaus of their parents' names mm -hmm. switched around, which I got to admit, like, you know, like, you know, I, I have two kids, so I've had the discussions with my wife, like, well, what do you want to name this one? What do you, you know, and go, going back and forth, you know, we didn't know whether we were going to have a boy or a girl. So we had to have like two lists of names going back and forth, like, you know, throw this name on the girl's list or that name on the boy's list. I never thought about just combining our names and just being like, okay, like we're done with it. <laughs> easy, easy, whatever. doesn't <laughs> like, matter. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. We'll just, you know, we'll take the first few letters, you know, uh, it's uh, Nick and Stephanie. So it'd be like Nephany or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, a, sounds like a, a really happy Deathwing clone instead of like Nefarian is like Nephany. Yeah, like Nephany. Yeah, right. Like, the, like what if Deathwing was a unicorn? <laughs> I think that's the best mental image I've had all day. <laughs> well, that one's not leaving anytime just, soon. And instead of like, and, and he flies around the world, but instead of breathing fire, it's he's just, just breathing rainbows. out rainbows. Rainbows and <laughs> glitter. I mean, he poops well, that, into glitter at the end. So that's that. That'd be the problem. Is that yeah? He he just covers the world in glitter, and instead of everybody like burning in infernos, they drown in glitter. No, it's even worse. It's, it's not even enough to like bury yourself. It's just enough to get glitter on every surface, and everyone would be like, "Oh my god, there's glitter on." It's like that really fine glitter that you can't actually pick up, and oh, yeah. it just gets yes. everywhere. And you're just Where? like, I am. I am made of glitter. My insides are made of glitter. Everything is made out of glitter. The worst. Need some. Need something with googly eyes to balance it out. So at least it's silly. Oh my god! I just imagined Deathwing with googly eyes, and now my life will never be the same. You know, I I just want to say, Blizzard, if you're listening, it's not too late oh. to make D Unicorn Deathwing with googly eyes the main villain of Dragonflight. Oh, it's it's coming. 
<laughs> I know it. That's 100% what they're going to put in there. That. We called it here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just trying to imagine like a unicorn with the big metal jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Deathicorn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but so, so I guess my point here that I'm getting at is that of the four children that, you know, Illyria, Lirath, Verisa, mm-hmm. their names are all effectively handed down from prior generations. Yes. Sylvanas is the only one where it's like, oh, her parents really like this one spot in the woods. And so they literally, they were like, well, what's like, you know, what means woods? Sylvanas, like Sylvanas, like of the woods mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like they, they literally named her after like, yeah. And, and so I find that fascinating that like, that's why she's named the way she is. Um, the one thing that I will mention I'm disappointed in is that my uh, S- Sylvanas's mother had an affair with a human pool boy. And that explains why all the, the, the Windrunner daughters uh, fell oh. in love with humans. Yeah. That, the- that theory has been debunked. But you know what? I like that part of the book with the child. Like, I like that part of the book with the family so much. I'm fine with that. Burn that theory. Throw it out. I never said it. I don't care. I, I liked what we got. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with, the, with, with that being done. And I think it was really sweet to actually see um, the, the parents' interactions. Like, I really enjoyed. So I'm trying to remember if we had Sylvanas' parents' names before now, and I don't recall that we did we might have i know we had we did have we did have larissa yes yes because uh she's in the in the legion artifact book yeah that's right that's Uh, right you know like because you know she passed that bow down Mm -hmm. to illyria so like they do mention her there i don't know if we never knew about virath i don't he probably was mentioned somewhere that i'm not familiar with but i don't know that he had a lot of character development like I believe, and I could be totally wrong, I believe this is the first time we've gotten Lyrith character development. Like, I think a little bit was known about him, but not a lot. Like, I don't recall knowing that he was, like, a a singer and dancer. Like, I knew that he wasn't a ranger. Like, I knew that there was... I remembered something about him being, like, a baby brother or, like, you know, more defenseless. But I, to my knowledge, there wasn't a lot of previous character development for him. Like, there was here, which was... Utterly heart-wrenching. Um, just, oh my gosh. Uh, I think one of the things I love the most about the book is seeing, and it, this was also very painful, right? Is you, you get to see how Sylvanas acts, and then you get to see how she thinks, which it's interesting if you go through the book, and especially, they, they did it, Christy did an amazing job with this, and her talking throughout the book, the entire book, she actually has specific quotes. Um, I, I, oh, uh, she actually like mentions like, uh, "What are we if not slaves to this torment?" And I was like, "Oh my god, she's pulling real, real lines out of the game." Um, but uh, anyway, sorry, I'm tripping over myself. My point was, Sylvanas internally does a lot of thinking. You see her emotions on the inside, but she does a horrible job of expressing them outward, which is really interesting because so. We get to see so many things happen inside and you just want to take Sylvanas and shake her by the shoulders. I'm like, say that out loud. You're hurting people's feelings. And she's well, like, I'm bad with feelings. Well, that's why one of the highlights of the book was the Sylvanas-Nathanos relationship. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That 
I mean, you kind of got a sense of how the two of them were, but just based on knowing the two of them. And I mean, even then going back to like the, the way they both taunted Toronto the same way, like a night warrior, the way they like emphasize that. And you're like, okay, like, you know, like they're, they, they, they both have that same kind of very like acerbic attitude. Sarcastic. Yes. And it's like the way that they played off each other was just so magnificent. And it's beautiful. Oh, it's, I mean, Nathanos is an asshole, but like you, you can't help but like him in this book. <laughs> I, I love the fact that she's like, oh yeah, he's ugly though. He's like nubby and not handsome. And but she's like, but you're the only thing here that's like not pristinely beautiful. And but yeah, their their entire relationship was just a gem because like we get glimpses of it, like you're saying in the in the game and through other media, but it's one of the few. I don't know. It feels like one of the few relationships in the game that has been around for long enough that we get to observe. I wouldn't even say tender moments, but like, I don't know. The relationship continues on. It's like one of them hasn't been killed off really early on and we never got to see the rest. Like this has been one of the most public facing relationships I think we've seen in Warcraft. Um, There are more now, but there weren't as many besides like um, the the married couples like uh, Tyrande and Malfurion. But, um, well, even then, like Toronto and Malfurion, they spend so much time apart that yeah, well, they did you know, initially. Yeah, and, and you know, and and now now they're a little bit. Together. I mean, it was it was cool seeing like when the two of them were fighting together in uh, in the that what eight point one was it the, the cinematic? Yeah, the Dark yeah. Shore cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but the, the thing about Nathanos though is that like as much as he and Sylvanas are a couple, like we never. Well, one, I mean, Sylvanas is so emotionally closed off at yes. this point that you never see her acting like a couple other you know aside from the occasional like sideways glance or yeah um you know you know something like that whereas you know in 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 the book like they're 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 boyfriend girlfriend i mean they're you know they're they're they're, you know when you know she's going through some stuff like they're they're hugging and you know like they're comforting each other you know comforting each other it's it's very they feel like an actual couple and and you know and then you think about like Nathanos i mean really all we see of him is that you know yeah he's the hunter trainer he kind of you know he, he makes fun of you and then he you know he he becomes Sylvanas's like lieutenant but never like you never get the sense like he's you know like it always it always starts to seem especially cuz he's the one that says like he loves her and she yeah. doesn't say anything and it's all it's, it's, it's you know you get to kind of get the feeling like oh is it unrequited is it only one way and it's like no like this was this was a relationship like they were together i mean the 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 part where uh when you know when she goes to find him mm-hmm. and bring him back from being a scourge yeah. is oh it's 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 so good well, like <laughs> it's just- we knew that he was a, a um made part of the wow I, oh, the Forest Riders. I, Forest Riders. I was like I was, I kept saying Ranger General. I'm like no, that is wrong. Yes, he was a part of the Forest Riders. Like that was canonical lore before this book, which is really neat. And I feel like there's enough breadcrumbs that if you looked for them, you could see how much the relationship meant um, before, like modern game if that makes sense because it's kind of peppered throughout sylvanas's lore and history uh but i think what's neat about this is it fills in a lot of the blanks like how she was able to bring him back as a scourge um because i know that for a long time nathanos was an npc that you could go kill uh out i think it by his uh family said i think it is 
um, Western Plaguelands, I think is where it is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, there, yeah. Um, but uh, they they changed it so then he was standing next to her. Like at one point, they had to change his NPC because they were going to use him in the story. Uh, so I thought it was really brilliant how they pulled that together. I guess like they they kept that part of the lore. They didn't just like retcon that part. They was there, and then they explained what happened and how he got to where he is now. Um, I I do agree that it's. I don't know. I, I think it's very charming that he's kind of all over Sylvanas in his own way. But yeah, their relationship in the book uh, was much, I wouldn't say warmer, but like they they seem so perfectly suited for each other because they're both like snarky and I don't know. I, I, I was just absolutely tickled. Like I really like Nathanos. I'm still sad that he's dead. Like I am upset about this. I want him to come back. Because he's a well, character. <laughs> he has to, he has to come back. Um, if only if only because you don't send him off where he's like, oh, you're sending me to my woman, and then you know you, you Toronto beheads him, and then like you don't like you you don't you know you don't just leave that thread hanging. Like he's somewhere in the mall. Sylvanas is in the mall. Um, she's you know, got to like, find him. She's got to find him. She's got to find him. It's just a, it's just a question of like. It's one of those things where I can't imagine like she's gonna like she's gonna come back at some point. Yes. At some point they're gonna you know break the Sylvanas glass, bring her back. You know it might be hopefully it'll be a good long while so we can you know be be kind of ready for a new chapter with the character. Um, but like I can't imagine her coming back like with Dorothur and then like Nathanos there and she's like oh like like something's gotta happen. So like like when when she finds Nathanos like it's she like I was kind of hoping it would be something like maybe like she might have like a tender moment with Anduin or something and then like so like that's when Nathanos shows up and he's like what you you left me for the little you know the little lion's brat and then like you know get some some drama there although I mean they'd quickly resolve that but um you know it, it's uh you know yeah something's gotta happen you can't like he's not he's dead but he's not gone yeah well and I think. One of the things that I'm really excited to see, and we probably, this bothers me because we probably won't actually get to see this interaction. Uh, it'll probably happen off screen and probably will never even come into the lore. But I feel like it's going to be really interesting for Nathanos to, well, first of all, his soul, I think, should be whole now because he wasn't like separated by Frostmourne. But he's going to see a Sylvanas that has a whole soul now. And that's going to be different because like and this, this is like Katie's now going out into branches of theories. But I'm like, OK, so Nathanos is still probably forsaken. Like in, in the afterlife, I don't think it matters. But if he came back, he would still be forsaken potentially because that's usually how you come back from death. Shadowlands throws a whole branch into all kinds of things. because We're just walking back and forth between here and death. And we're like, it's fine. Um but uh what what is his emotional range going to be like is she going to be able to feel so much more than him now and like i i have i have a whole like katie spun out for like half an hour thinking about this <laughs> i i get the feeling that a lot of what we thought about this forsaken kind of being emotionally shut off at least as as learned through sylvanas mm -hmm. was due to the fact that she her soul was split that right. she was struggling and so we kind of assumed like oh the rest of the forsaken also that feel this way and that's how she led the forsaken where she's like i feel broken i'm incapable of feeling these emotions and uh, except for other than these real brief moments where i'm not going to you know i'm not going to give the the kill order on my sisters um you know i'm i'm not going to i'm not actually going to turn my sisters undead um you know where she has those brief moments of like clarity 
and, and I think like, no, I think Nathanos is probably fine. Like, I mean, he actually, you know, he's, you know, like when he was walking away and he said that he loved her and stuff, like he still had those emotions. And if anything, I think he might've been a little bit confused, like, or at least just assume like you're so damaged from the trauma that you don't feel the same way I do. Like you don't, you're not able to call back on these emotions that you had during life. And now, now that she can, I think yeah, it's, it's a whole, I mean, that that's, that's the nature of her at this point is, is she's a whole different person because she's fully, you know, fully there from an emotional perspective. It's just going to be really interesting. Cause like, it's been fun to watch her character. Cause I feel like she's become more and more, I don't know. I, I want to say like taciturn, but like over the course of them ramping her up as a character for these last couple expansions, it feels like she's had fewer and fewer emotional ranges like it's it was turning mostly into rage right um uh i lost my train of thought oops no so (laughs) no but like no but it it feels like they've been like focusing her her emotions kind of cutting her off even more a little bit but that just highlights the contrast like now that she is fully there she is fully united um when she has the full you know it's like you know like having a like having a little paint kit and you keep running out of paint. And so you're stuck painting in less and less colors. And then all of a sudden now you get like more paint and you're like, Oh, now I can paint in the full palette again. And now I can make like a nice scene instead of everything having this horrible red tinge that just makes me look like I'm angry all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think they've done a great job. Like the first half of the book, like you're saying, I, I, feels really good i'm sorry i just like kind of brought it back but i was thinking of her emotions and how she was emotional with her family like that was also one of the interesting parts is after the halfway point you watch her really withdraw her emotions although she does it a little bit beforehand if i remember correctly she starts to when uh, lyrith goes to court um and you you see her like they have a fight but like when they have that fight like again she's like speaking inside she's like oh like you know i i want to protect him i want to do all these things and uh she has a lot of emotion on the inside but it it does not come out well but well we've the thing is i mean we've always kind of known that about sylvanas like i mean especially the way christy golden's written her i mean think you know there there was the part in before the storm or whatever where she's kind of speaking to the horde and, and as she's talking to them like she's you like you, know, you have her emotions where she's like sizing them all up and be like, well, Bane, you know, he's a threat, but he's, you know, you, you, as long as they don't provoke him, he's okay. Um, you know, and then, you know, she, she go, you know, Gallywix is just kind of annoying. Like she goes through the different horde leaders and, yes. you know, but, you know, but, but none of that comes through in her presentation because she's just being very businesslike. And, and, you know, you get the same thing. Like one of my favorite moments is uh, from the, the, right, the, the siege of Lord on right before Anduin and the Alliance break into the, the, the throne room in Lordaeron, where she has that moment to collect herself and she goes and sits down on the throne and, you know, and you can see like she, it's like almost like she puts on her mask. Yes. Like she's like, okay, like, you know, this is a performance. I need to be acting. Yes. And you see that she gets that from her dad who, yes. you know, he very much was a political creature that he, you know, he worked, you know, he was, you know, that was his job. He was a diplomat. And, you know, to see him, you know, navigating the political courts and whatnot, you know, and then him trying to pass that on to his daughters to be like, like, this is how you be a diplomat. Make sure you, you know, you greet people and you're respectful of them because that's how you get them to work with you. Whereas you can't just, you know, kind of like yell in their face and expect any kind of, you know, you know, cooperation from them as a result. Yeah. No, I think. Well, I'm watching Sylvanas navigate the courts 
was also a really fun part of the first half of the book. Um, mostly because it it felt very very realistic. Like you see her start to pick up the the lessons that her father wants her to learn, but also you you very much get the sense that she doesn't enjoy it, which is interesting um, because she winds up becoming a leader anyway, as we know. Um, well, for multiple in multiple instances, she becomes a leader. Um, but it's it's kind of funny to I guess initially imagine her as the kid that was sneaking off to run through the woods, like you know, not not wanting to. Uh, I don't know, go to any formal events or anything like that. I, I, I didn't expect that she would be, but it was fun to see that side of her really played up, uh, which, I don't know, it was, it, was, it was very cute. Also very relatable for me anyway. <laughs> but also too, like the, was it she spills the drink on, uh, was it Kael'thas or whatever? Uh, yeah, or, uh, she spills the no. drink, but she also... Um, uh, poison or she doesn't. It's not poison, but she. Oh, that's what it was. Wound, that's what it is. Yes. Wound, wound wood, I think. Um, mm-hmm. for the cups and it. She's like, oh, in yeah. She didn't realize that people thought that they were poisoned, and it's funny because initially was, I didn't. Lord, Lord Southerill, I think it is. Yeah, Southerill. Yep. Uh, it, it's funny that they mentioned that because initially I didn't think that they would feel like they had been poisoned either. Like I, I don't know if I just wasn't thinking about it, but I feel I was. I felt like they did a very good job having Sylvanas not come across, uh, not come to that naturally, where Lyrith has to be like, "This is why they freaked out and they kicked you out of the party." Right, and she's like, "Oh, I'm like yeah, yeah, I don't know." Well, that part too, that felt like watching like a teen drama on like the CW or something. Yeah, like it was very much sort of like you know she's, I mean she's she's only what she's only like a teenager at that point. Like I don't think she's. She, she's not that old, all things considered. No, I don't think she's um, that old. So, I mean, you know, to see her, uh, you know, to, to see her kind of maturing, you know, getting into like some nice, you know, youthful hijinks, um, you know, because even then, like, I mean, the whole story of what Lirath is born at the beginning of the story mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, and he's in his, he's what, maybe 20 by the end of it, if that, not even. Probably. Actually, so, I guess we don't know because it depends on when he's born. Because I, I don't know that um, Sindori or Queldori children grow very fast, but I yeah. don't know. Like I thought that the um, night elf children, uh, the Keldori, I thought they grew up pretty slowly, but I could be wrong. Because I, I thought I remembered that um, not not uh, J- Jared. Shadow Song is that it? No. Yes. Yeah, because yes. like he, he was a young man at the end of um, uh, Well of Eternity, but he was like still pretty young at the beginning. I think I don't know. Anyway, it was got all all wrapped up. And I thought that they mentioned it somewhere in that timeline when referencing him, but I don't know why I thought that specifically. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, I suppose. But I think the Sindori typically only lived to be about 500, so it would make sense if it was under 100 for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get, I mean, you get the feeling like they go, like they seem fairly youthful at the beginning of this. And then like the, everything with the orcs and then the scourge, like that's the end of their youth. Really, yeah. the orcs is the end of their youth. And then that's when Sylvanas becomes Rager General. And that's when she's sort of, um, you know, in her prime, you know, as a leader. And then the scourge come and that's, you know. That's when she goes into the whole next chapter of her unlife. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a good spot, actually, to 
wrap it up here because we'll pick up with her unlife next time. Uh, the second half of Titanic. I mean, Sylvanas. Yeah. Well, no, but and that's, I mean, that's the interesting stuff. That's where we get. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the jailer predominantly. That's where that's where we get a lot of the questions we've had for BFA yes. finally start to get answered in a major capacity. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited can, to talk about you that. Can say, say what you want about the fact that it took this long to get these answers and that they were in a book and not in the game. Um, I don't know. But, I'm just happy to have the answers, honestly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was going to be my point. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm happy that we finally know that. So, uh, yeah. So with that said, uh, this has been the Torn in the Goblin number 148. Thank you to Jarrett for producing. Th- and, yeah. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Uh, thank you at home for downloading and listening. Uh, we are at Torn Goblin on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie, where can people find you? You can find me, as always, at HyruleMaster77 on Twitter. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, uh, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, talking about the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We are currently working our way through Mass Effect 3. Uh, we should be done soon. Yay. We're getting there. We're working our way towards the finale. We're getting there. Uh, join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you think about Unicorn Deathwing or uh, <laughs> Sylvanas and uh, you know how sh- her, her story was told, especially the early parts. Or what you'd uh, loop, let- loot off our corpses. Yes, let us know what you would loot off our corpses. I'm legitimately <laughs> curious about that. Uh, email us at torngoblin at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining the Torn and the Goblin membership for $1.25 per episode. Or you can provide general support for $2 per month. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, You Play and More, or check out our one-time PayPal donation link over at mtv.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mesh Those Buttons Network. The opinions expressed on this show are the express opinions of the host and are not representative of Blizzard Entertainment. All place names and character names from World of Warcraft used are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended. For Katie, I'm Nick. Ancestors, watch over you. Time is slaves. Uh, time is slaves to our torment, friends. Wow, that was hard to get out. That was hard to get out. Wow. I tripped up twice. Beginning and end. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 